It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to this edition of Under the Hood, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. As we record this, it is January 11th, and the Indy Fuel have the best record in the ECHL at 8-1. and one. And what has been amazing about this start for the Fuel, nine games, all have been decided by one goal. Six of the nine games have gone past regulation, and the Fuel are 6-0 and oh in those contests. Of those contests, the Fuel have surrendered the first goal in five games, and have won all five, including their last three victories. 2021 continued on a winning note for the Fuel this weekend as the Greenville Swamp Rabbits came to town, and the Fuel responded, coming back from deficits each night. Friday night's game was a wild one, a 6-5 overtime victory, and then Saturday night, the Fuel scored twice with the goaltender pulled for an extra attacker, to send the game to overtime, and then Matt Marsanu won it for the second consecutive night in the extra session. We'll take a look back at those games, as well as bring you our two guests on this edition of Under the Hood. Indy Fuel forwards Peter Krieger and Nick Pirog. We're looking forward to those. And if you heard the interviews during the intermission, these are extended versions of those, as we had to trim them to fit into the intermission windows that we have. But we'll bring you the full interviews on the podcast each week and so we're looking forward to bringing those to you nick pirog and peter krieger will join us later on in the show but first as we mentioned the fuel eight and one on the season they've got two more home games coming up this weekend against a foe we're not familiar with at all the wheeling nailers they will be back at the indiana farmers coliseum these will be matchups number six and seven between the fuel and nailers friday night is teacher appreciation night And if you sign up for tickets from your .edu address at the promotional link on the Fuel's website, you will receive buy two, get two free tickets while they last. And they're going quick, so make sure that you log on and purchase your tickets for Friday night's Teacher Appreciation Night. It's sponsored by St. Joseph's College at Marion University. Then Saturday night is 80s and 90s night. We'll be throwing it back. On Saturday night, looking forward to that one as well. And so those are our two promotions this weekend. The puck drops at 7.05 p.m. each night. Looking at the fuel, a few notes. Matt Marcinu with a seven-point weekend. A goal and three assists on Friday night, including the game-winning goal. And then two goals and an assist on Saturday The seven-point weekend gives him 12 points in nine games, five goals and seven assists, and that puts him at fifth in the league in scoring. Also of note, Nick Pirog has a five-game scoring streak going. That is tied for the longest in the league. And also Spencer Watson has assists in four consecutive games. That is also tied for most in the ECHL at this point. And of course, the Fuel 8-1, and one, the top record in the league with an 889 points percentage. And a solid start for this Indy Fuel team. You just want to keep banking as many points as you can when you don't really know what you're going to be dealing with in this very unusual 
season uh, with a late start, with the NHL and American Hockey League getting started here in a little bit, and with COVID concerns certainly uh, being an issue for every team in the league. And the Fuel have largely successfully navigated those early in this season and uh, continue to do so and provide outstanding hockey each week. Let's take a look back at last week's victories over the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. We will start with Friday night's game, and it was a wild one. The Fuel and Swamp Rabbits traded goals in the opening period. There were five goals scored in the first 921. Greenville scored on its first three shots to take a 3-2 lead. DJ Buzdecker and Spencer Watson scored for Indy in that flurry, and each one came fairly shortly after a Greenville goal. Spencer Watson scored a minute and five seconds after Greg Morellis had gotten Greenville on the board, and then DJ Buzdecker scored two minutes and one second after Karch Bachman's shorthanded goal had given Greenville a two-to-one lead. In the second period, though, the fuel turned it around in very short order as Willie Raskob and Nick Pirog connected with two goals seconds apart. As always, Nick Olchek joins me for the calls. Chops it out to center where Marsenu hops on it for Indy. Skates into the zone, quick re-entry into the left wing circle. Back diagonal to Spencer Watson. In the high slot, takes it over to the far boards. Shakes off of Thompson. Back diagonal to Raskob. Skates it, fires and scores! Willie Raskob with a wrist shot. High blocker on Bednard. The fuel have tied it up at three. Well, Spencer Watson has been... A real key player in this game so far. Gets a goal in the first period. Puck's been finding him. He makes a beautiful little spin move to get away from Garrett Thompson and create some separation. And looks like everybody thought he was going to take it to the net. That's what happens when you're a great player and you score upwards of 30 goals last year. A lot of people are expecting you to shoot it. Playmaking ability. Big example of it there from Spencer Watson. And how about the read from Willie Raskob jumping in from the point. Makes a great play, great shot, and he beats Bednar to the far side. But you love the play from Watson. Great read by Raskob. And now here's another chance of the goal. Peter Krieger fed Nick Pirog right in front. Pirog from the top of the crease goes top shelf. And just like that, the fuel lead at 4-3. to three. Well, partner, I think we're going to need an oxygen tank. We are just out of breath up here. How about the Indy Fuel? It's pretty simple. Get it in, get it back, and then get it to the net. Great speed from Derek Barash. Gets it to Krieger and then Nick Pirog. Finds some open space at the net front. And the Indy Fuel, in a matter of seconds, go from down one to up one. While Greenville tied the game, Spencer Watson connected with a fuel on a five-on-three power play. His second goal of the game gave Indy a 5-4 to four lead. Martinette's out of the box now. It's a five-on-three for 22 seconds. Texera walks the line over to the right point. Spencer Watson shoots and scores! Spencer Watson from the top of the right wing circle. A power play goal gives the Indy fuel a 5-4 to four lead. Just 29 seconds. Into the third period, it's Spencer Watson's second of the night. Well, the jersey color is fitting a Spencer Watson. He's red hot. Again, Greenville tied the game with a power play goal late in the third period, but that set the stage for Alex Router and Matt Marcinou 
to be the heroes. Raskop centers, but fanning on the shot was Krieger. And here comes Greenville three on two. Slaker with Hora. Slaker into the left wing circle. Shoots fought off by Abron. Here's a puck chipped off the wall by the fuel. It's a two on none. Alex Router up the near side. Router centers. Score! The fuel winning in overtime. Alex Router fed over to the far side to Matt Marsinu coming off the bench. And the fuel win it. Six to five in overtime. A two on none. And Alex Router made the play. Looked like he was selling shot all the way. And then saw Marcinou coming up the left side. Sent it across for him. Well, just prior to the goal, it was Peter Krieger with an incredible opportunity. Krieger leads the ice surface. On comes Alex Router. And the picture tells the story for those watching on Flow Hockey. Shot, shot, quick little fake. And Alex Router slides it right over to Matt Marcinou, who had a strong game at the faceoff circle. He gets rewarded with a goal. And the Indy Fuel continue this incredible run that they've been on. Not just with winning games, but in overtime as well. Lots of big nights for the Fuel. Matt Marcinou with a goal and three assists. Willie Raskob with a goal and an assist. Spencer Watson had two goals and an assist. And Alex Router, a pair of helpers in a 6-5 to Fuel victory. Saturday night was a little bit more tame. And the Fuel found themselves behind the eight ball a little bit as Greenville poured it on in the second period, out shooting the Fuel 20-9. to But it took to the 17-21 mark of the second when Max Zimmer scored to get the Swamp Rabbits on the board. Then Matt Wedman gave Greenville a 2 to nothing lead, 6 minutes and 10 seconds into the third period. And as the clock ticked lower and lower and lower... Things were looking good for the Swamp Rabbits, but with two and a half minutes to go, the Indy Fuel pulled goaltender Dan Bacala, and not long after, Spencer Watson and Matt Marcinou connected to draw Indy within one. Leonard gets there first, a stick goes flying, the puck comes into the near corner, and two Fuel players trying to dig it free, Indy trailing by two, that is empty with two and a half to go. Spencer Watson, top of the circle, shoots, and scores! It's deflected in front, and the Fuel are within one! Spencer Watson shot it from the right wing circle. It was knocked down in front. Matt Marcinou was able to chip it past Letheman, and the Fuel have drawn within one. It's 2-1. to one. Well, you just can't count this team out with the amount of firepower they have up front. Spencer Watson with his puppy looking on. Molly back at home. Gets it to the net, and Matt Marcinou, right place, right time. In a situation where you have an advantage, six players against five, you got to converge on the net, which is exactly what Marcinou does. And a heck of a shot from Spencer Watson getting that puck to the net. And the Indy Fuel with a lot of time left, over two minutes. They need one more goal to tie it. The Fuel pulled Bacala again. And they worked the puck around to Spencer Watson in his favorite spot in the right wing circle. And he teed off to tie the game. Back to Krieger at the left point. 119 to go. Back diagonal. Center point Teixeira. To Spencer Watson. Fires and scores! 
Spencer Watson steps into one from the top of the right wing circle and the Fuel have tied it at two with a pair of goals with Dan Backel uphold and two six on five goals. Spencer Watson sets one up and he scores the next one and just like that the Fuel again showing resiliency come back from a two goal deficit to knock this one up. Two goals and an assist last night for Spencer Watson tonight. Sets up goal number one. And shades of last night on the power play. It's like deja vu. His offside gets a pass from the point. Walks in with that momentum. Pulls that stick back. And in a slap shot motion, wires it past Lefeman. Spencer Watson comes up huge. You need your big players in times of need. And he comes through. That set the stage for another overtime, and overtime has been kind to the Fuel this season. They're undefeated in games that have gone past regulation, and every single game at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum has gone to overtime this season. Just like on Friday night, Matt Marcineau was the hero on a fortunate bounce in overtime. Matt Marcineau behind his own net leaves it for Teixeira. Nick Pirog is the third forward, and... Has the puck up the right side with a full head of steam across the line. Pirog to the right wing circle. Looks to center for Marcinou. Save made. Rebound score! The puck pinballed back into the net. And the Fuel have done it again in overtime. The Fuel win it 3-2 to two as the puck was... That goal gave the Fuel a 3-2 to two victory and sent them into this week with another weekend sweep and an 8-1 record. Let's meet our guests on this edition of Under the Hood. Our first guest is Nick Pirog. Nick is in his third ECHL season, and he has been a goal-scoring machine everywhere he has gone. And a big reason why is a little tip from head coach Doug Christensen when he was a rookie playing for the Manchester Monarchs two years ago. That led to a 32-goal season for a guy who was not a big scorer in college at Clarkson, but has become one in the ECHL. He followed that up with a 22-goal season in just 48 games with the Worcester Railers last year, was signed to play with Worcester again this season, but when the North Division was unable to play due to the COVID-19 pandemic, he became a free agent and signed early in the year with the Fuel, and his stat line has been fantastic. He has been the left wing on the Fuel's top line and has produced six goals and two assists so far this season and in the seven games he has played he has tallied at least a point in six of them and at least a goal in five of those contests here is our first guest nick pirog as you take on the greenville swamp rabbits this evening nice to see a team that isn't wheeling for the first time in uh, in a couple of weeks yeah no kidding it'll be uh it'll be a good change and you know i think it'll be a good test for us tonight uh, with a good uh, greenville team coming in kind of describe how things have gone for you here recently you've got goals in three consecutive games and uh, uh, obviously the overtime game winner last Saturday that really set you up uh, to, to finish off the the week really well yeah I mean I mean it's, uh, it's easy game when you're playing with uh, Krieger in the middle and Bratch on your right side you know uh, we had a pretty good line uh, we all contribute in different ways and I think uh, we've kind of been meshing off each other um, and you know um, looking at the uh, the overtime winner, I mean, I was just standing in front and, you know, Watson kind of put the puck on net like he does and 
uh, I was fortunate to go off my uh, my leg and in, so I'll, I'll take it. Any, any way you can take it, right? But really that comes down to being in the right place at the right time. And is that really a part of your game is getting to the net front where the goals are scored? Yeah, I think so. I think that's, you know, if you look at the uh, the NHL, uh, you look at where the goals are scored, it's usually uh, in front of the net or in, you know, kind of the uh, home plate area and it's surrounding the net. Um, you know, if you go to the net, uh, good things are more likely to happen for you. So um, it's kind of a place I like to try to call home a little bit. You mentioned skating with the Krieger and Barash. What are those two guys like to skate with? And, um, you know, how much chemistry have you developed early here as the three of you have combined for 12 goals in seven games? Yeah, I think, you know, we're always talking. We're always kind of communicating on uh, what we can do better, what's kind of working for us uh, throughout each game and kind of after games, you know, in practice. We're always always working together, creating, you know, that chemistry. And I think uh, we've kind of gelled pretty quick actually um which has been nice you know it's just a, a lot of communication kind of being able to play with each other more and more you can kind of read off each other and um almost have a good expectation of what you know Kriegs or Bratch is going to do you're playing your offside as well you're a right shot right now playing a lot of left wing does that bring a little bit of an adjustment to you or do you like that a little bit more because of the angle it provides you you know, it does it does provide me a good angle coming down my off wing if I was for, uh, you know, a shot on net or um, whatever that may be. Uh, but I think, you know, um, I've been asked a lot on kind of what my, you know, my main position is, and it, I, don't ha- I don't have an answer for anyone who asks <laughs> that. It's kind of, you know, I just say I'm a forward and can play all three forward positions. So, um, I mean, I can play, uh, can play whatever and just try to do the best I can on whether – I'm center playing the wing. A six and one start for your team. Uh, describe the chemistry that you've developed uh, very, here very early with the team. That uh, um, you know you're now just a few weeks into the season, but uh, seem to be gelling really well. Yeah, we're gelling really well. I mean, if you look at uh, Saturday's comeback win, you know we had some controversy when we thought Mars, uh, Matt Marson, who scored the goal. Uh, to make it three two, but when it was called back, um, we answered pretty pretty quickly with uh, Savage's goal, and um, we're able to kind of just build off that. Kind of builds on the resilience of the team, and I think the camaraderie that we all have. You know, we all have that the same goal, and that's to win. And you know, having a bunch of different guys contribute, you know, that's the best way to win. What was your off season like, and what brought you to to Indy this year? Uh, my off season, it was definitely a lot longer than uh, expected, you know, with uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, the whole COVID-19, but, um, you know, a lot of training. I train up in uh, Ontario with um, my skills coach, uh, Josh Robel. Uh, had a really good summer with him um, off ice with Dan Noble down in uh, the Toronto area. Um, had a, you know, just uh, tried to improve my improve my game on and off the ice as much as I can. Uh, I was under contract with Bridgeport um, for this upcoming season, but, you know, with the whole COVID-19 and the uncertainty with, um, uh, you know, where everything was going to end up, uh, we parted ways. And, uh, you know, I gave uh, Coach Christensen a call, and um, he was my coach back in Manchester. I asked if he had an opportunity for me to come in, and 
um, you know, here we are now, and I'm definitely really happy you gave me that opportunity. I say, and nice to be reunited with uh, somebody that you're familiar with. And as a rookie, you had 32 goals playing with Manchester a couple of years ago. And describe what that transition was like after you had a successful year in college, but then uh, coming in and having the having a really good start to your professional career. Yeah, you know, I think I tried to come in um, coming out of college. You know, just try to go in there and you know just prove to be in the lineup. Um, and Coach Christensen back in Manchester, he actually brought me to his office, and he said, after every practice, I want you to score 50 goals on the net. So it was like, you know, something something so small. All right, for 50 goals, I'll do that. And uh, it's kind of been, I guess, my uh, my staple at the end of every practice now. I mean, uh, I think we're well past 50 goals um, at the end, the end of practice. You know, just always – that's what coach, you know, he always tried to stress, you know, in my one-on-one meetings with him was to just get better every day. Um, and that's kind of been the mindset and kind of the motto that I've kind of been going after, whether it's, you know, trying to help teammates get better every day or help myself individually um, just get better every day at uh, at something, you know. Um, and that's kind of the, been the main thing that I've definitely built off my relationship with uh, Coach Christensen from that first year in Manchester. And that kind of built off of your senior year in college where you were not just a captain at Clarkson, but you had uh, the best season that Clarkson had had in a long time, made the NCAA tournament. You know, how special was that for you to cap off your college career with the opportunity to, to wear the C, but also to captain your team to a really, really good season? Yeah, I mean, when you walk with that team, we had a lot of uh, a lot of good players. Um, you know, Nico Sturm with Minnesota, or he's with Minnesota right now. Jake Kiley with Vancouver. Shelton Rempel with uh, he was with LA now with Carolina. You know, we had a lot of good players. Uh, I think we had a streak where we were. I think at the beginning of the year we were. Uh, it was probably I think 11 game unbeaten streak. So we. Uh, we had a, we had the opportunity to go over to to Belfast and play in the Friendship Four, which we were fortunate enough to win. Um, so that kind of brought our team together, you know, going overseas for uh, Thanksgiving and kind of having that opportunity to bond and um, you know come together as a, as a team. And then uh, to answer your question, going into the NCAA tournament, you know, that's always a goal, especially when you're um, you know every team wants to compete for a national championship and it was nice to finally get that opportunity in my senior year playing um for you know in the regional tournament to try to play for that national championship unfortunately we're um, knocked out of the tournament early but i mean it was definitely a really good experience well nick thanks for joining us and good luck this evening and the rest of the season thank you very much thanks for having me we want to thank Nick Pirog for joining us. Our next guest is Peter Krieger. A Minnesota native, Peter comes to the Fuel after spending a year playing in Europe. Prior to that, he was a two-time national champion with the Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs, where he was a teammate of both Willie Raskob and Jared Thomas on the Bulldogs squad. And, of course, they are reunited with the Indy Fuel. We'll talk a little bit about that. Peter has always been a big scorer, whether it was in college, whether it was in junior hockey where he played for the Waterloo Blackhawks and had an outstanding career there, and he was the leading scorer on the Blackhawks team that went to the Clark Cup final against the Indiana Ice in 2014, and he has continued that here in Indy. 
he had the game winner in a shootout on opening night when the Fuel took on the Kansas City Mavericks and has continued with four goals and four assists in the nine games the Fuel have played. He's one of the top rookie scorers in the ECHL this season. Here is the Indy Fuel's Peter Krieger. This weekend, nice to be playing somebody who's not the Wheeling Nailers after uh, seeing them four times in a row. Uh, it kind of maybe felt like a little bit of a playoff series, but uh, is it a little bit nice to, to see a different team here coming in this weekend in Greenville? Yeah, I mean, you know, anytime we get a play, we're excited just to play, especially with everything that's going on in the world. So, um, you know, it was nice. It would be nice to see a different opponent. It, like you said, it was kind of like a playoff series there for a while. I think we played five of our first seven games against them, but um, kind of gives you some prep for down the road, hopefully, right? And um, but yeah, excited to uh, you know play Greenville here and um, get a little di- different, uh, different opponent, different taste. And you get a chance to play against one of your old line mates in Waterloo and Junior and uh, Liam Pecoraro as well. What's it like when you uh, play against people that you've had a chance to play with in the past? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the hockey world's a really small small world, right? So everyone kind of knows everyone, but especially when you get to play against guys that you played with, you know, on a team, but especially a line like with Liam. So it's, uh, I haven't seen him in a while, obviously, with, you know, him playing college elsewhere and me in, in Minnesota there. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be nice to, to communicate, but obviously once a puck, puck drops, it's, you know, that, that kind of stuff goes out the window, but, you know, you kind of learn to handle that throughout the years, the guys you play with, play against, and, and whatnot. So it would be nice to see them, but uh, excited to, to get playing. And goals in three of your last four games, uh, describe how the adjustment back to the North American game and the professional game here in the, in the ECHL has gone for you? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different from uh, where I played last year in Sweden, but um, it's it's a little more hard-nosed kind of style of hockey, and I think for me, I just kind of always wanted to focus on, um, you know, shooting the puck more and being a little, you know, more threat to score at any time. So I've been trying to, you know, incorporate that into my game. But um, as far as the the transition, I think it's been pretty smooth. And, you know, the from what I've heard anyways, it's, it's you know, a lot more skilled of a league this year than maybe years past just because mm-hmm. of the, you know, number of players that were available and, and whatnot. So, um, but it's it's been fun to be a part of it and I'm excited to keep it going here yeah, what's the biggest transition from going from the big ice surface in Europe to coming back to the the smaller ice surface here in North America? Yeah, I mean, first off, the, the size of the ice is obviously bigger in Europe, and um, there's not not as much body contact overseas where I play. There's no fighting, and you know, no, you know, you don't get hit too often, right? So you got a yeah. lot more time when you have the puck in the offensive zone or in the defensive zone. You get a little, you know, a little more time to get your head up and look to make a play. Whereas you know, in the smaller sheet, you kind of got to you know, quick decision-making and make plays faster. And, and when you make that play, there's a good chance that you're going to get hit or, you know, body or stick to to be in the way as well. So it's just kind of processing things a little quicker and, you know, knowing where your guys are and, and being ready for whatever's to come. You've uh, developed a lot of chemistry, it looks like, already with uh, with Pirog and Barash. Describe the the way your line has clicked so far. Obviously, the three of you have combined for 12 goals in seven games. Um, yeah, I mean, just two very skilled and, you know, good players, right? They've succeeded in both their careers at various levels. And um, <clears throat> I think that they both bring a different, uh, you know, dimension to the game with speed and, you know, shooting ability and, you know, just their skill that they're they're able to play with. And they're just high-level players. And so it's – I think we've been able to connect, you know, and, and practice, and that's fo- followed over into the game. So it's it's been fun playing with them. It makes my life a lot easier, and I'm um, looking to keep that going. 
One thing that has been a part of your game, really, from junior through college, through your first couple of years now as a pro, a really quick release. Uh, how do you develop that really quick release and that big shot uh, that you have? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, throughout my life, I've kind of learned as I went from high school to juniors that, and then from juniors to college, you know, looking back and then college to pro, but how hard it is to get shots off. And, you know, guys are always trying to block shots with their bodies, their sticks, or, you know, whatever they can do to, to disrupt your shot from the net. So I just kind of always have worked on and wanted to focus on doing whatever I can to get the puck off as quick as I can and in and, and doing that, making sure that it's still, you know, a chance to score. So I know before I went to juniors after high school, I, you know, spent a lot of time shooting pucks in the summertime and I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, a little shooting area in my garage back home and just kind of focusing up on something like as simple as that. It's just kind of muscle memory and focusing on, you know, different releases and, and whatnot. But um, it's just hard to get shots off in the game of hockey nowadays. And yeah. the higher higher levels you get to, you just got to find ways to be creative and, you know, to be deceptive, whether it's pushing and shooting or pulling and shooting or, you know, changing your speed of your shot, et cetera, just to try to make something happen. You're playing with a couple of your old Minnesota Duluth teammates and Willie Roscob and Jared Thomas. <laughs> you and Jared won a national championship together. Uh, what's it like uh, for you to have a couple of familiar faces around here in Indy? Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes the transition, you know, even even smoother, if you, if you may. And I actually lived with both Willie and Jared in college. So it was funny enough, I lived with Willie my first year, my redshirt year in Duluth, and then Jared my next my junior year. So um, just nice to have familiar faces around. And like I said, the hockey world's so small that, you know, when you come to a new team and stuff, that you, you generally know a couple guys. And especially if you're, you know, your old roommates are there, it's nice to have them there. And then they know a couple of the guys that are on the team. So it just kind of helps make the transition go a little smoother too. And it's my first time in, in America playing pro, obviously. So it's nice to bounce things off of them and get an idea of what, you know, life is like and whatnot. So it's been awesome to have them here. And how special was it for you to be a part of two national championship teams in college? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's that was quite, uh, quite, quite the events, you know, just going from, you know, the the year, how it happened. I, I sat out and the team was, you know, finished second, lost in the national championship. And, you know, wondering if that was maybe the only time that, you, you know, going to get to the, the playoffs or, you know, the national championship game to then be able to follow that up with back-to-back appearances and championships was pretty special. And uh, it's a moment that I'll hold, you know, you know, sacred to me for, for the rest of my life. And just those two uh, different runs with, you know, different, you know, the same team, obviously, but different make, you know, makeup of the team was, it was just so much fun to, to go through that. And I mean, that's what you play for, right? You play to win and you to win championships. So it's, it makes it all worth it. And when you win one, that kind of creates a bond that lasts, you know, and obviously it's only <laughs> been a couple of years, but creates a bond that lasts really for a long time, doesn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something that, you know, you, you can share with your, your families down the road or right, you know, just, you know, prior teammates and or whatever it may be but you definitely keep in touch with the guys and you know something that you can always look back on and you know remember the memories right and the stuff that you guys did and the, all the you know the the hard times if you want to sit you know through the year like we had like military boot camp to start the year right so you can you know look back and laugh on some of those moments and remember how how you know amazing and cool it was to be able to you know accomplish those feats with those guys so that was pretty special how special was it as well? Opening night, uh, your team came back uh, from a deficit in the final seconds, but then you get the ability to score the shootout winner and uh, give a lift to the season, essentially, with that goal. Yeah, I mean, it's 
I know we were all, you know, kind of had some bent up energy, right? It had been eight or nine mm-hmm. months for most of us playing. And so we were just excited to get out there and a little sloppy, obviously in, in the first game, but, you know, being able to battle back and find a way to win. And um, it, I think set the tone for the start of the season for us and our first kind of four games there and then led into the second set of four games. And now, you know, the next you kind of take them in segments right so mm-hmm. i think kind of set the tone for that segment especially um you know first game in eight or nine months like i said so it was uh good to get off on the right foot for sure well peter thanks for joining us and good luck to you this evening and throughout the season thank you very much appreciate it we want to thank peter krieger and nick pirog for joining us on this edition of under the hood and want to thank you for joining us as well again the fuel home this weekend against the wheeling nailers Friday night, Saturday night, 7.05 p.m., the puck drops each evening. Friday is Teacher Appreciation Night. Saturday is 80s and 90s night. We'll go retro on Saturday evening. Looking forward to both of those games. Tickets are going fast. Go to IndieFuelHockey.com right now to secure your seats because, again, with the limited capacity we have, Every game so far this season has been a sellout. We have sold all of the tickets we've had available. So if you want to attend, make sure you get your tickets now. And, of course, Nick Olchek and I will have the call on our audio stream, Mixler.com slash IndieFuel. That can also be accessed from the IndieFuel's homepage at IndieFuelHockey.com and on our video stream as well on Flow Hockey. We're looking forward to this weekend. More Indy Fuel Hockey coming up as Indy looks to continue its hot start to the 2020-21 season. want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood. want to thank Nick Pirog and Peter Krieger for joining us as well. This is Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.